0: Proverbs chapter 9 tonight, Proverbs 9. I'm going to speak to these two men that have just graduated. The rest of you get to listen in, all right? And the words of wisdom from the pages of Scripture are as much for everybody in this room as they would be for them. But let me say to you two men that are graduating, and to the rest of you graduates, graduates, it's easy to go back. It's way too common a thing that we hear of. It's easy to go back. But if there's some things that if you build them into your life, It's going to put a barrier between you and going back. You know, the last thing we want to hear of is that one of these men that have come and sung for us tonight, or one of these men who've come and graduated tonight and been through the course and been through the rigors of it, should go back. And it doesn't have to be like that. But you know, the answer does not lie in you. The answer lies in him. The answer lies in your relationship with him. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10 reads, "...the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom..." And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. I want to give you three points tonight. First of all, you need to fear the Lord. That needs to be the driving, guiding force of your life. That's for all of us. It's the beginning of wisdom. Secondly, you need to submit to authority. And thirdly, you need to choose godly friends. Let's bow word of prayer. Father, would you bless us tonight as we look to your word? Would you help us, Lord? Or we look to you. Lord, every good gift comes down from above. And Lord, we're depending upon you. For a gift at this time now, blessed Spirit of the Living God, would you have your will and your way in hearts in Jesus' name, amen. amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. <clears throat> success is in His hands, man. As you go out tonight, um, Scott, you're going back home to uh, <clears throat> to Cork. Gary, you're moving into the workforce. Uh, you're moving on. Much as you go out, success lies in His hands. Still, you know, the Bible says uh, <clears throat> that wealth that. Wealth is in the power of his hands in Deuteronomy chapter uh, 8, verse 18. That it is he that giveth you the power to get wealth. Now understand this, that if it's he that gives you the power to get wealth, if he says no, you won't have it. If he says no, you won't get anywhere. If he says you're not going there, then it's impossible for you to go there. And if he says you're having it, there's not a power on earth that can stop you from having it. There's not a power on earth that can interfere. When God decides he's going to bless, nobody can hinder him. So when it comes to your work, you know what? You don't need to fear the boss. You may need to honor the boss and do what's right because God tells you to do. You need to fear God. You need to constantly look and say, is he pleased with me? That's what really counts in life. Um, You know, when it comes to our lives, the very breath we breathe, the Bible tells us, is his. You know, all you men look good and healthy and hail of heart and strong of voice tonight and we're thrilled, we're excited about that. But you know what? The breath that we breathe belongs to him. We live and breathe, the Bible says, his air. Listen, he's in charge. We need to look to him. We need to please him. We need to fear him. Uh, he giveth to all life, breath and all things. Listen, we need him to be pleased with us. Eternity is in his hands. Uh, Matthew 10, verse 28 says, uh, Don't fear them that can kill you, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. By the way, if you're here tonight and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, uh, one of the things that happens in the men's home as soon as the guys get here is they hear about Jesus Christ as their Savior. They're not already saved. They hear about Jesus Christ as the only Savior. Uh, they invite him into their lives because he's the one that does the work in their lives. But you know, <clears throat> that eternity is in his hands, that we can come here tonight and if we don't fear the Lord, we can just put him on the long finger, we can live our lives, we can do pretty well outwardly sometimes, but you know what? The reality is, if we don't get eternity straightened out, we're finished. You see, sooner or later, all of us are going to face that day when we pass out of this life, every one of us. There's no way around it. We're going to face that day and we pass out of this life. And in that moment, all the rest of the blessings and all the rest of the things in our lives don't really count. The only thing that really counts is where am I going now? Because you live three score and ten. The Bible says that 70 years on this planet, some get more, some get less, but that's around the average. And then you pass out into eternity. And eternity is not three score and ten. It's forever and ever and ever. And based upon what you've done with Jesus Christ, you're going to spend eternity either in heaven or in hell. And if you don't know Christ as your Savior, if you've not been born again, that's a terrifying prospect. But you know what? If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, the biggest problem you've ever had has just been solved right there and then. These men got their biggest problem solved, some of them in the man's home, some of them before they came to the man's home. Their biggest problem wasn't drugs. That was the one that made their lives messed up. That was the one that made their lives look bad. That was the one very often that brought them to God who could fix their biggest problem. The biggest problem was every one of these men was on his way to hell. But everyone that's trusted Jesus Christ on their, as their Savior is on their way to heaven. And listen, that's the most important thing in life. That's the key issue. That's the most important thing. You see, we need to fear him because it's all in his hands. And it's easy for us to get carried away in life with all the things that are coming at us, At we're making a living with relationships, with with all of those things, and we get carried away and we get caught up in them and we're moving along and we're forgetting. Hang on a minute. I need to fear him. Let me tell you the good side of fearing him. First of all, he's easily pleased. You know, God does not make it hard to please him. God does not make it so that you can't. He is easy to please. Uh, Secondly, you've really only got one person Sometimes we get ourselves in a total twist because we're looking at pleasing a a multitude of people. And you can't keep all the people happy all the time. Have you noticed that? But you can please God all the time. And go out and have your focus in life. I'm going to please him. Make him number one. Give him all your heart. Give him all your strength. Give him all your soul. Please him. And you know what's going to happen in your life? Blessings are going to flow from him into your life. That's what's going to happen. See, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's wise to fear him. It's wise to put him first. Secondly, though, submit to authority. <clears throat> New university, what brought you into the men's home? You were a rebel. Anybody here and their parents raised you up and said, no, so when you get to age 16, I want you to start dabbling in hash. And then when you get a bit older, I want you to start injecting heroin because that's really the way to live. Anybody here? Uh, nobody you know, every one of them knew it was wrong. Everybody had a parent, had a school teacher, had somebody in their lives that, listen, had shown them this is wrong, but they all went against it and did their own thing. But you know, they're not the only rebels in this room. We're a bunch of rebels. We all do our own thing. They just got in big trouble for doing their own thing. They just went wrong and got caught in it. But all of us do our own thing. You know, the Bible makes much of this idea of submission to authority. Look with me at Ephesians chapter 4, verses that we normally quote to to children. Sorry, Ephesians chapter 6. You know, every child can, every child raised in a Christian home with the Bible can quote these verses uh, very early in life. I remember some of my children, I won't mention who, uh, could quote this with force to anyone they saw contravening the law, right? Uh, Chapter 6, verse 1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Do you know what? If these guys had obeyed their parents, they'd never have ended up in the men's home. I mean, isn't that amazing? As simple as that, if you had taken that one simple rule and done what you were told, you'd never have entered the man's home. You would never have needed it. Your life would have gone a whole different direction. Notice what else it says. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. Listen, if you want to have a long, happy life, learn to obey. Learn to submit. And by the way, that does not just go for children. Don't we think you think we've we'll reached the age of 12 and You know, we're in charge of our own ship, we can actually run the world ourselves, and we never get back to the place we're in submission. We're in submission. We're supposed to be in submission. We're supposed to have that idea of being in submission to authority. There are authorities in every one of our lives here, aren't there? Hey, listen, you drove here to, uh, to church tonight. There were little signs that said 60 kilometers an hour, or 80 kilometers an hour, or 120 kilometers an hour, and you know what? You had to submit to those things. If you didn't submit to them, the blue lights start flashing, and the guys come along, and they, you know, they, they, they just, they, they, they just help you to obey the law. Very. You know, listen, we're all supposed to be under submission. Do you know what? If we will gain the attitude of submission to authority, even late in life, it would carry us far. One of the things you have to learn, the men's is You have to learn to submit. You get late in telling you what to do. I, I mean, I thought that was interesting, Gary, when you said you want to go back to prison. I, I can understand that. All right. <laughs> Uh, but listen, it is learning to obey is tough. But you know what? It's not just for going through the man's home, it's for life. When you cast off authority and do your own thing and go your own way, uh, you're, as they say, at sea in a bucket. Listen, you haven't got a hope, you're in trouble. You need to obey the authorities God puts in your life. It's a key issue. It's a principle that's all the way through Scripture. It's a principle apart from which you can't do well and you can't be blessed in life. Listen, submit to authority. Make it uh, your pattern of life. Make it that, listen, I'm submissive. I work with authority. I do it. And you know what you'll find? You'll find blessing flowing into your life. Third one, though, is this. Choose Godly friends. You say, choose godly friends? That seems very simplistic. Listen, choose godly friends. Look at Psalm 1 with me. It's going to be real brief on this tonight, but Psalm 1. We're social creatures, and all of us will spend time with friends. We want friends. We want to be around other people. None of us are islands. We don't want to be in our own. We don't want to live and do our own thing. We all need friends. Look what Psalm 1 says. Though blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You know what? Listen. Within the man's home, uh, it can sometimes be quite difficult to maintain the relationships as being good and to make sure that there's nobody scornful there and to keep things going in the right direction. But you know what? Once you leave the man's home, there's nobody watching over your friends anymore. You're big guys. Listen, you can make friends with who you like. You can be involved in relationship with who you like. But the Bible gives you some wisdom. If you want to be happy, if you want to be blessed and happy... Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't end up sitting in the seat of the scornful. And by the way, if you watch it, there's a downward slope. There's a walking, there's a standing, and there's a sitting. You end up sitting into it. Do you understand this, that evil communications corrupt good manners? You're a social person, and if you're around the wrong people, they will pull you down. And I know, listen, we're supposed to reach out to people and try and pull them up. But understand this. It's much easier to get pulled down than it is to pull somebody else up. You've got to be careful that when you're reaching out to other people to pull them up, that really what you're doing is you're doing God's work. And listen, there's a point beyond which you can't go. you got to be careful of your friendships. We all do. We've got to be careful of our friendships. Because when you have friendships that is going the wrong direction, you're going to get pulled down. You're going to get torn down. You see, if you want to be happy, you need to choose good friends.
1: You know, we don't have time
0: tonight, but if we were to ask you tonight, was there a friend involved the night you first started doing drugs? There was, wasn't there? There's always a friend involved. Listen, everybody in this room, typically when you started doing wrong, there was a friend involved. There was, there was somebody there who was encouraging you to do it. You see, we're social creatures. We get on You need to make godly friends. You see, God has lifted you from the muck and the mire. God has lifted you. Psalm 43. He had lifted me up from the, from the miry clay and he had set my feet upon a rock. One of the quickest ways back into the muck and the mire is to the wrong people in your life people that don't love God, people that aren't walking God's way, people that are <clears throat> doing the old things, and you'll say, no, I won't do it. Yeah, you will. You'll get drawn in, you'll get sucked in, and you'll go down again. So three sweet, simple principles from the Scripture. First of all, fear God. And by the way, if you fear God, the rest of them you won't need because you'll just obey the rest of them. But fear God. Secondly, of submit to authority. Make sure that in your life, you're in submission to those that God has put in authority over you. It's, it's the rule of life. It just is. It's the rule of life. You can't get away without it. And thirdly, choose only godly friends. Keep those three principles. You know what? We'll find you here in 10 years' time, still rejoicing in what God has done in your life. But if you don't obey them, it's going to be hard for you to stay in the right direction. It's going to be hard for you to keep it straight. And not just these guys, all of us here. Do you fear God tonight? Are you born again? If you're not, you need to be. It's simple. Being born again is simple. God made it easy. He sent his son to do the work for you. What you've got to do is you've got to trust in what he did. We'd love to take and show you how to be born again. Are you in submission to the authority in your life? Young person. You look at these men going through the men's home and you think, oh, man, I want to do that when I get up, grow up. I want, to, I want to spend a year in the men's home. You know, that's really my ambition in life. I'd like to spend a year listening to Leighton telling me what to do. That, that's, that's where I'm going. Now you don't. Know, but you know what? If you don't submit to the authority that's in your life right now, your parents, you quite likely will end up in there or somewhere else because it's that key issue that causes the problem. And then are your friends godly? Are there some friendships in your life that you need to say, I'm not going to be involved here. I'm cutting this out. I don't want to have this friend in my life who's pulling me down. I'm going to break this friendship. You say, but pastor, that's a hard thing to do. That person's going to be hurt. Listen, if you don't take the right stands as far as your friends is concerned, you're going to be hurt. And when you're hurt, you know what? All that you work for gets torn down. Listen, let's be the kind of people that God can bless. That's what we need to be. Just be the kind of people that God can bless. And if we're that kind of people, we have it made. Let's pray. Father, would you bless tonight, Lord? Would you just put your hand upon these men? I do lift Gary and I lift Scott before you, Lord. We thank you for the year they've been able to spend in the men's home, for uh, the work you're able to do in their lives. And now, Lord, we do lift them before you, Lord, and commend them to you. Lord, would you watch over them? Oh Lord, would you give them your counsel every step of the way? Lord, would you speak loud and clear that they're not able to bat it out of the way, Lord, that they can actually hear it? And, oh, Lord, would you be gracious? Would you give them grace and courage to take your word and to actually apply it? And, oh, Lord, may they not stay strong for a year, and not for five years, but, Lord, till the day they close their eyes, may both of these men be walking with you, and may your hand and your power be upon them. Lord, we look to you for it. Lord, they're not able, but you are. Now, Lord, would you do it? Would you undertake for us, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen.